tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back. I'm your host, Shaka Smith, joined by my co-host, fitness trainer from A&E's Fit to Fat to Fit, Miss Fallon Mercedes. Hey, hey how's it going, Fallon? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just, you know, adjusting week to week, day to day. Uh, how about you guys over there? You guys, things have changed a little bit for you guys over there, correct? Yeah. Um, Governor Kemp said on Friday that he's opening the state back up for certain businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, it's going to change a lot here in Georgia. I'm just praying that, you know, the numbers don't go up of more cases. And I will still be at home because I work from home. So I'm mm -hmm. happy about that. Well, yeah, definitely, you know, stay safe. Uh, that's, you know. Well, hopefully people are just making the right decisions for themselves. Uh, out here, I think we're still on to May 3rd and I believe in LA County till May 15th. So we still got a little bit of time for them to make some decisions. So, yeah. uh, but we do want to give that one coronavirus update and that is worldwide or in the United States, we're looking at 809,000 cases, 44,000 deaths, but we have 81,000 people have recovered. So. Yeah, it's good. it's good when they include the recoveries and you hear the good news. Um, I often go on CNN.com and I think recently they just posted a 103-year-old woman getting wheeled out. She recovered from the coronavirus. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah, it kind of eliminates a little bit of the fear and kind of puts things a little bit in better perspective, I think. So, um, but we have an interesting show today. We're going to talk about CBD and mental health. Uh, Beachbody's new workout called The Work and Broadway gives back. And we're gonna do all of this with Greenleaf star Merle Danridge and the creator and trainer from the work, Amwala Caesar. So we're gonna actually get in Merle in right now to uh, go over some of these uh, some of these issues. Let's see if we get her in. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited that they're both here because we get both back. <laughs> yeah. We get to learn about her fitness routine, what she's doing, and there she is. How are yes, you? Yes. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hey, I'm how you doing, doing this the wrong way. <laughs> you have me on hold? <laughs> okay, so we got we to gotta log you out of one of those links, but <laughs> it is working. Okay. Perfect. How's it going? Oh, audio. Oh, just unmute. Yep, hit unmute and then we can hear you. See, when you're filming your show, you probably have other people doing all this for you. <laughs> yeah. We're connected. Okay, can, awesome. Can you hear, can you hear me? Yeah, I we're good. We're good. good. Yes, this sounds so good. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> such a grandma. Wow. I'm sorry, you guys. This is authentic. How are you doing? <laughs> We had it all perfect and then I, I messed it up. No, it's all good. How are you? Hello? Yeah, yeah. can you hear can us? You okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Perfect. You look great. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. I'm really good. How are you doing today? Good, good. How, how are you coping with the, um, the situation that we're in? Gosh, you know, um, it's a day-to-day -day meditation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a time in which we all need to be very kind to ourselves mm -hmm. and we need to um, 
really be empathetic to other people and, and also practice a lot of self-care. So I'm, I've been enjoying the time to meditate, um, get closer to my friends and family, really check in, know how they're doing and spend some time um, taking care of myself physically as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of your posts. You've been working out, still going at it. And I think even your dog was in one of your workouts. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> She's not with me. I have shared custody with my dog. So usually such a ham for a camera, but I don't have her today. So um, so she's not making any cameos. But yeah, she's really into the workouts. And I'm sure... I'm sure her as a companion is probably really helping um, during this time. I've been seeing a lot of dog shelters saying that they're empty because people have been running to foster them. And yeah, isn't that wonderful? I absolutely love that because I, especially some of the shelters around here, I'm in the Valley in, in LA and, um, and that's actually where I got that dog at, at the East Valley shelter. There's, there's, there's just, it's heartbreaking when you walk into those massive places. So to be able to have um, companionship in, in, a, in a friend and also make them a little bit more um, adoptable, you know, uh, socialized and, and ready for adoption is, is really a, a win-win and a wonderful thing, so. And well, we keep still... posting her. We love it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And we still have to congratulate you on the NAACP win by Greenleaf. Uh, I know it happened right before this whole thing went down, but yeah, it's definitely a congratulations are in order. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're very, very proud of that. And I can't tell you how surprised we were <laughs> because our, the, our category was full. I mean, yeah. full of fantastic shows. What were we up against? Um, um, I don't even remember right now, but it was a big surprise and we were very, very happy. And we were, uh, well, well, I was into a celebration mood, let's say that. So yeah. when we, by the time that happened, um, it was, it, it just amplified that, that great mood in the air. Well, definitely, definitely well-deserved. So, um, well, we got so much to talk about, but we're going to talk about our first story is about CBD and mental health. Um, okay. The Lancet Psychiatry Journal actually drew on 24 mental health experts, and these experts came to the conclusion that mental health is what we need to be focused on most right now. Um, social isolation, loneliness, anxiety, and stress. No secret, we just had our big 420 holiday, but okay. um, with quarantine, marijuana use and CBD use has, has gone up. Recent survey found 10% of people are using, the general population now are using marijuana, 5% are using CBD. But the question now is, are these things safe? Uh, you know, are, and do they actually work? And of course, there are a lot of anecdotal studies, but a lot of more studies need to be done. And JAMA actually did a study, and they found that out of, 20, out of 84 CBD products, only 26 were accurately labeled. Wow. So there's still that bit of, you know, on the consumer side where you really have to do your homework, even if you kind of do believe in the benefits of it. Uh, for you, Merle, I want to know, what is it? Have you used CBD? What do you have? Do you have any ideas? ideas or thoughts about CBD use and whether or not you do, what do you do to kind of deal with the anxiety and stress that we're kind of all dealing with right now? Mm, all really fantastic questions. Yeah, there's so many forms of CBD that have been out on, on the market and it's hard to, you know, it's one of those things, it's difficult to navigate when it suddenly became such a a booming business, you know, because there's so many different varietals of it and ways to consume it and whatever. And, and you know, I had a really uh, 
a big upheaval in my life the past couple of years. So I was really looking for those kinds of things that would that would help when um, I, I had really long work days and really had to get to sleep and and when when anxiety was was an issue or or something that I needed to you know I was just looking for a little extra relaxation, let's say. But um, I found that trying the the supplements did not work for me because I was duller the next day. Mm. But applying it topically was brilliant for my body and for my muscles and aches and things like that. So again, there are many different ways to use it. um, And everyone's constitution and, and makeup is different. So I guess my understanding really is, I don't, I don't know what, what the safest ones are, but I, the ones that I have tried, I know my body well enough and I know my uh, rhythms to know what is going to um, be the most helpful for me. Yeah, as it, far looks as, like, mm-hmm. it just looks like it would CBD is sort of like a wild, wild west and sort of we really do exactly. have to be our own best, you know, our own best champion and do our research, you know. Exactly. But I think that's that's really with anything. We have yeah. to govern and be clear about what makes us feel good what makes our body feel good because you know the the outer is kind of a reflection of what's going on in the inside so if you take care and you when you put good things in and you and you take care of 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 yourself then it also helps with you know back and forth vice versa yeah. Yeah, and I was actually surprised to learn that um, CBD is not regulated to be put in food. The FDA is, is it's not allowed to be food additive. And out here in LA, you see CBD in so many <laughs> different things. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. No yeah. kidding. You better educate. Oh yeah. my gosh. So if you see it in food, the FDA is not allowed it in food. It's legal. <laughs> yeah. I know my um, my mother. You know, Shaka, She had a double lung transplant, and she had so much pain after the transplant yeah she had it recently and um that was one of the things we brought up to the transplant team you know could cbd be part of her pain management because her pain was just so severe and they said that they couldn't um there was no regulation on the amount that's in there so they didn't trust it and previous patients who did use cbd or marijuana in general they were more likely to reject the organ that they got so yeah it was really saddened to hear that I really hope that they can find out a way to be able to you know monitor how much CBD is in the products because I feel like I don't know if you did you ever watch Dr. Um, Sanjay Gupta's uh, weed documentary no 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 oh it, it was on CNN it was amazing and he showed in different parts of the world even Israel a lot of their cancer patients part of their treatment they have uh, rooms that are filled with like balloons and it's CBD marijuana type of product and you inhale it and that's part of their treatment and they say the success <laughs> of their clients you know they do really well they don't get as much um, nausea and vomiting and they're more at ease so wow that's amazing um and and yeah there's just a lot more work uh, a lot more research needs to be done on cbd but i guess a win for cbd is that it did get approved for a drug that you have to be prescribed epidiolex and epidiolex has been approved for children who are suffering for a um, a particular type of epilepsy and it helps with their seizures so we do know that cbd in some forms is actually pharmaceutically effective 
So it's just about more research being done. That's great. But um, mm. our next story is actually about you, Merle. <laughs> this is about Broadway giving back. Broadway Cares just recently um, aired April 17th. And Merle, you were um, a star. I, I, I loved hearing Tarzan. I think we actually have Tarzan right now um, for the viewers to listen to that uh, part of your performance. So hopefully we're queuing that up. <laughs> but yeah, so how, I want to ask you, how was that? Hey, how was it? How was the performance for you? But how was it now knowing that it brought so many people together in this time? That's what I, that's what I love about the arts. And that's one of my favorite things about um, what we're able to do with with our work actually one of my friends who is um, also my music director when i gig out he was the music director for this for this gig and you know it, it was delayed a few days because of some contractual issues and stuff like that but one thing that i said to him was you know the the fight to get this done put including what we raised when we shot the shot the concert and then also what was raised this over 600,000 that was raised for covid relief when when it actually aired we were able to through our not only provide entertainment but provide a way because you know usually broadway cares right now with the easter bonnet they're raising money for um all, all of the different wonderful charities wonderful things that they do to um just to just to be the hands and feet of God and, and be really present and helpful to anybody who needs it. It's a wonderful organization. Get involved if you can. Um, but not having the way that Broadway is usually collects around the Easter bonnet right now, there was no, none of that extra relief money. So the fact that we were able to get this on the air and have this great influx of money when it's so desperately needed to get people ventilators, to get PPE, to get everything, uh, to get meals to people, assistance, and, and all the people that are out of work. So many people out of work. It was a gift. And I feel like as an artist, that's one of the great things we can do with our music. We can change the temperature of a room with our stories. We can provide another perspective in the human condition and create empathy where there was no connection between cultures and and so many other wonderful things that that um it's a gift to be in uh, to be an artist for and right now you know so you see it now that we're just depending on on, on um a little bit of escapism while we're yeah. while we're all kind of confined and, and looking for joy and levity. And, and we can do that with the arts. And I just feel very honored to be an artist. Yeah, you gave us a reason to smile. And I think that was the most important thing right now. And that was just amazing. <laughs> that means a lot. Is my sound okay? Did I mess it yeah, up? Yeah, it's a, it's a little delayed, but. Do you want me to try something else? No, this works, this works. All good. Okay. You're like, Grandma, uh, don't touch any more books. <laughs> all good. Um, and if people do want to donate, um, it's donate.broadwaycares.org. So if people want to donate, they can um, and make sure they get that, um, that assistance to uh, COVID relief. Also want to bring up uh, Nick Cordero, part of the Broadway community. Um, we know that he has been struggling um, with his uh, struggle. I know you tweet about it re recently. Amanda Clutes, his wife, she's doing a 
as sort of kind of a challenge where you, know, you play Nick's song, live your life, you dance to it and you hashtag wake up Nick. She's reposting everybody that's doing that. Um, I really love that the community is rallying around him in that way. Um, what, what did that mean for you to kind of be a part of this and to, to have someone affected um, in your community? Well, first of all, Amanda is just a, a wonderful person. She and I met doing um, Monty Python's um, Spam-A-Lot at, at uh, the Hollywood Bowl, and we've just been in community together for a long time. You know, the Broadway community is a very tight community. I feel very honored to be a part of it. Um, and she is a light, obviously. The fact that so, so much has uh, changed in their lives so quickly. So much has changed in all of our lives. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that we all know someone who has gotten very sick and or passed and, and it's a difficult thing to keep your spirits up, look for what the meaning is in all of it. And what Amanda has done is even in the midst of an extremely tough circumstance, given us a blueprint and shown us a way to bring joy and celebrate each other, even though we're going through a tough time. And I think what that's one of the things that has, has really been such a magnet to them, not only because they're both great people, not, not just because the community loves them, respects them, and, um, and really gets behind everything that they're going through, but, but because we all sometimes lose sight of the, the way to, move move forward sometimes we can be paralyzed in in a in a time like this and i'm just so encouraged and i'm so <sighs> proud of and 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 heart sick i mean so many emotions around it but the fact that she smiles to the tears and she keeps looking forward she doesn't sit back on it she looks forward and 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 she and and almost like asking everyone to join hands, we can get through this. And that's something that we all need right now, isn't it? Yeah, community support is huge. And I, I think we are all feeling it. And I, I just, I, I love that sentiment that I felt from her as well. And so they do have a GoFundMe, you guys can check it out or you can check out her Instagram at Amanda Kloops. So, um, but okay, thank yeah, you for bringing that up. That's. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, so absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to what you've got going on, Ms. <laughs> Dandridge. Um, we know we got Greenleaf coming back in June, just got the announcement. Uh, super excited. Are you excited for it as well, I'm sure? I'm excited. You guys are going to get your minds blown. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I was going to say, I have to ask the fan question, which is we left off, you know, with some ominous the guys talking to you in a cemetery. We, we had some ominous, you know, an ominous leave. Are we gonna get our answers immediately or are we, are we gonna have to wait as the season unfolds? Let me think about that. Are you gonna get your answers immediately? I, mm, I don't, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think it's more of an, an ongoing, question because and and i have loved all of the 
theories about who he is and what he's trying to say and you know what's coming for grace and you know he's an angel oh he's the real aj he's the, i just love it. it it brought so much speculation and um it, it felt like the uh the new who shot jr i was like oh my gosh they're really into it but uh i think all the reasons why people are um, moved by it and all of their questions, the stirring that's happening and, and the ambiguous nature of the things that he says, I think those are things that um, are recurring themes in this in the season. So um, mm, I can't really answer that for you. You're just going to have to see. <laughs> what, what I love about um, the show is I feel like I really identify with your character. Now, do you um, feel like you identify with her as well? Or do you feel like you have to portray somebody else? Well, I have a lot in common with Grace. I, but there was one thing that, actually the first episode mm -hmm. that's about to air was the hardest on me. Um, probably since the Mac fight. It was so hard on me. And I had to take a time out. I took myself, I mean, really bougie problems, but I, I took myself as soon as there's a certain scene. Um, and as soon as I, I did it, I literally grabbed my purse, went straight home, packed a bag and got on a plane and went to Turks and Caicos by myself. Wow. I was like, I need to sit on a beach. I need to let God talk to me for a second. And I, in the car, I, I was so inconsolable um, because I was really frustrated and I was really upset. And I was really, it, it was just such an emotional thing that um, the character had gone through. And I, and I called it the creator because I don't think any of the show, Craig Wright, and. I don't think anybody knows the key and I probably know the character the best. Mm -hmm. And so I can talk about her in a shorthand with him that I can't probably talk with, with other people. And he said, you know what, Merle, you need to let grace off the hook. You are mad at her wow. because you are on a journey and you Merle is, has learned things and Merle is, you know, growing far beyond where she is and Grace is still learning some stuff. So you need to let her learn it. You need to let her fall down and live with her mistakes and let that be okay. And know that her journey is, is <sighs> trust that, that the fact that Grace always steps out in faith and gets up again will, um, lead her to her best self. And that was very encouraging to me because I walk with her a lot and she's a heavy character sometimes. The things that she deals with and the things that, that uh, come her way and the way that she's always, I don't know, everybody's got something to say to her. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I do, it gets to Merle. It really gets to me. But what I really love about it is that I feel so connected to the audience because the audience feels seen through her. They know that Grace is going to get up from whatever she's fighting through, even though she doesn't always make the best decisions. She always walks on faith and tries to 
do better, but also that she sees others and she fights for them, fights for them when they can't fight. And I love that about her. I love that people are so connected to that. And it, it, it actually was an evolution for Merle too, because I'm kind of an introvert and I'm shy. And, and, but when people would walk up to me on the street and tell me very intimate secrets, it changed the way that I um, opened my eyes and opened my heart to people that I didn't know, which was a great gift that Grace gave me. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's <laughs> for those of us who are, you know, not actresses, you know, we don't realize the burden that, you know, when you play such an in-depth, uh, character how much it has on you personally especially if you're going through your own stuff then you got your character stuff but happy you went to Turks and Caicos I did honey <laughs> I did I just went and I bought my dog on self and I just sat on the beach and I said God fix it <laughs> fix it I will say the one good thing about quarantine is that the next season will be more explosive because you'll all have to be in one house together, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be into one room. <laughs> so be yeah. quite interesting. And were you, you recently are, you've been on, you're going to be on The Flight Attendant by HBO with Kaylee Cuoco, is that correct? Yes. So did you stop, was that what you stopped production on when this went down? Right, yeah. I was working in New York and uh, had to come back for, for, um, there was something I had to come back to from and it, it just happened to be that I got one, one of, well, the, the flights are still going, but before things like fully locked down, it was literally the day before production shut down. Oh, so. Wow. Rewriting that script, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I could only imagine. <laughs> it's a, it's a great show though. I can't wait for everybody to see it. Uh, and of course you play an FBI agent in the show, correct? Uh-huh, that's right. So between that and we, I, I think it was what, two seasons ago, I think Grace was running all the time. You've had to stay pretty fit. And we know that there's <laughs> someone keeping you fit and I wanna bring him on now. I believe it's Amwala Caesar uh, from Beach Bodies of Work. Yes. <gasps> there he goes, Amwala! let's get that. Let's get that. There we go, we got the audio on. Are you good, Mr. Caesar? Thanks um, for joining. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Shaka. Thank you, Meryl. Thank you, Colin. Thank you guys so much. And this so is what big... I want to know. Oh, yeah. sorry. Um, I was going to say this is a big day for you because it's it's released today, right? Yes, today is a huge day. Uh, today is a full access to my both of my programs, four weeks of the prep and six weeks of the work. They're both on Beach Body on Demand. So it's an exciting day today. So. Nice. So how did you guys um, meet up? Because I'm always interested because I know, uh, Merle, you said you shoot here in Atlanta and you're based in California. So were you watching him on Beach Body On Demand? You're like, I need him to train me or how did that Exactly happen? right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but it, it was like this. So my friend usually does a lot of Beach Body work, workouts and I kept hearing this voice. I was like, what? He's yelling at everybody. He's cursing at everybody, and I like it. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Because I, I, I come from you know. I grew up in Nebraska, where every everything was all athletics all the time, and people were really pushed each other and really tough on each other. And I'm used to that mentality. And I grew up military, so the way that he was 
always talking, I was like, that dude, I need to find out. And this sounds really bad. This sounds really bad, but I sent DMs. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I was like, yo, where you at? (laughs) And I've never done that before. And I was just like, because I was like, that's what I need. And what had happened, what you will see is that it was a stressful season for me. So you can see gradually over this season, I put on a lot of weight. And that was so unusual for me. And something really drastic changed in my body this year. It's, you know, I'm, I'm uh, getting older. Um, I'm not on Broadway anymore. So many things. So I was like, I have to change this before I start the, um, the HBO show. And I, 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 I just didn't know how to negotiate it. I was having back pain. I was having knee pain, shoulder pain, everything. And, and I realized that what I needed to do was do a complete holistic cleanse inside and out. And, and not, not just what I'm holding on to emotionally, but, but you know, what I was putting in, letting go with so much alcohol. You know, I love the red wine. I can't. <laughs> um, but so many things. So I was like, I was looking for the thing and it just lined up. And two days later we were in the gym and I was embarrassing myself. That's <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's keep it real. I, I, it was embarrassing. It was, uh, the first day of uh, our session, I was worried. Um, <laughs> You should have saw her in the gym. She had no motor control of her legs. She was crawling in the gym, asking every random person for help. Um, it was an experience, but she came back every day stronger and stronger. And again, I think where she was, at where you were at the time, again, you were in a stressful time and you needed to deconstruct yourself and start over back from the basics. And we just started from the basics, worked on her stability, then built some strength, then did some hypertrophy and started getting that body to shape the way we wanted to. And she just hit the hit the ground running and she had a lot of amazing results from it. Wow. And so and we're talking what six weeks of work, five days a week, and one active recovery day, right? Yes, yes. So if if you're if you're intimidated by that, what do you say to someone who's intimidated by that much work? Because it sounds like okay, we're, we're gonna be working. Hard. <laughs> well, the work is systematic and it's microdose. I will always recommend anyone to start with the easier program that I have. It's called Four Weeks of the Prep. Mm-hmm. So if you are nervous or if you feel like this program isn't for you, this program is for everyone. This is a functional training program. So the key word is functional. It's function, training with purpose. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be an actress or a Broadway actress. You can be <laughs> An everyday person who presses play and have someone that motivates you internally and give you physical changes. And that's what this program is. Right now, this is a perfect time for people to do it. Stuck in the house. We're doing Zoom meetings. So you want some accountability or have someone next to you. And that is what this program offers. Like every morning you get to wake up to something motivating. Um, I do push you, but it's not in a derogatory way, it's only in a motivating way. You only feel encouraged. And I don't know about you, like Merle, like like you said, you grew up tough, right? You never thought the people who pushed you 
were bad people. You thought that those people who pushed you and got you out of your comfort zone were the huge piece to who you are now and how you motivated yourself to continue to go forward. So I, this is what that program is, is to, to push yourself and see what you can do. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. I love that. I love also that, you know, um, I grew up as a competitive gymnast and um, I have clients too, where they grew up as athletes. And once you become an adult, you know, you miss that, that type of athleticism and that type of workout, you miss feeling your body sore in places and um, conditioning. So I love that Beachbody now has a program that speaks to those used to be athletes you know we might feel like our old selves again if we do the program and that's uh so many people write me saying you know i feel amazing i, I needed that push that grit um i always say what separates the good from the great is the grit and whoever has that grit keeps pushing you be you can become great so every day get up and go be great and what's your definition of grit i hear that word a lot what does grit, grit mean to you Grit takes, grit is uh, psychological as well. So grit is your why. Like, what is your why of pushing forward? You know, as an actress, right? Let's, let's talk about like acting. You have to have a why. You have to have some urgency. You have to have, um, you have to have that meaning behind whatever you're trying to portray. So grit is finding what motivates you and push you to move forward and to give your program life, to give yourself life, to make you fight through it, to push through it, not to run to the finish line, to, to go through the finish line. So uh, grit is just giving a little bit more, giving that extra five reps, giving that extra little push when you thought you were gonna give up and when you thought you couldn't go for it. So that's what grit is. I have a, I have a question for both of you. Um, Merle, as a, I guess, a fitness client or you know, a consumer, um, what has been your greatest fitness failure and what have you learned from it? And as a trainer, Amwala, what has been your greatest fitness failure and what have you learned from it? Okay. Fitness failure, what have I learned? Well, you know, when I think about where Amwala and I were when we started and um, I, I would call it a bit of a rock bottom for me because when I met him, he put me on the scale. And I weighed more than I have, I think, in my entire life. I was in disbelief. And I was in disbelief at how much my muscles had atrophied. I couldn't do as much ab work as I, as I, I was confused. My body was foreign to me when I, when I met him. And we had a real honest come to Jesus talk about it because that's very vulnerable. When you get on the scale and you see a number that you don't understand and your body will not do things that you, in your mind, you think it still can. And it was humbling, it was um, eye-opening, it was devastating and it was motivating. And if, if anything, if I, I hesitate to even call it a failure because anything that I have ever, anytime I think of something that made me feel like that in my life, it's a catalyst for the greatest change and move forward in my life. And so I think of that day and 
you know, Amwala, you were so um, challenging, but also very um, empathetic. And, and I, I knew that going forward, he was going to push me, but he was also going to take care of me while I did it because it's a, it's a difficult thing. So it was, it was great to have somebody to walk through that with, but failure, I don't think failure is a bad thing. I think failure is, is um, a strengthening and a character driving tool. And, um, and, I, and I'm grateful for all of them. I love that. I would say um, what has helped me through, and I, again, it's not failure. Again, like you said, it's, for me, it's learning from that. That's a lesson and to getting better. But I would say for me, the biggest thing is I can't always have a hole in one. I can't always go for the home run. And that was something I had to learn. Uh, patience, that it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. I, I, I was always so consumed with trying to be great all the time, instantly, 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 that I, I didn't enjoy the small victories, the small little things that I did every single day to become great. And I, and I felt, I, I was only looking at the outcome and I wasn't looking at my behavior. And so when you only focus on the outcome, you skip so many steps, you start skipping steps. So what I ended up doing as my career and even as trying to build my body, I just changed my behavior on how I approached everything. Because I knew if, if I worked on my needs, if I continued to work on whatever I needed to work on, that eventually the outcome will be what I want it to be. And so I changed my mindset from just looking at the outcome of just, okay, let me just figure out how to lose 10 pounds to give you an example. So I'm gonna, I wanna lose 10 pounds. What am I going to do to lose 10 pounds? If I'm focusing on the outcome, I'll do whatever thing I can do. Like I'll cheat, I'll fast, I'll do a, a, a liquid diet, I'll figure something out to just get that outcome. Instead of making behavioral changes, that will set me up for the rest of my life and that will always give me a positive outcome. So I had to ask myself the questions that I, I was afraid of asking. You know, there are certain questions that you can ask yourself and that will help you get to the level of achievement that you're trying to get to, but we avoid it. We avoid our own answers because we know that we're not doing our due diligence. So I had to ask those questions and that has helped me personally, and I would say, you know, every one of my clients, they all have a story. Meryl had a story. And for me, being empathetic and understanding her story and being patient has helped me grow as not only as a trainer, but as, as a friend, as, as a son, as, as an uncle, it helped me grow. So just being empathetic to every single person that I, that I come across and understand what they're going through and try to live through it and try to guide them through it. So that has helped me a lot as a person, as a trainer, and I learned from everyone. So I would say that's- yeah. Those things were really helpful. I, I found when you asked me, you know, I, I think in the first, under three weeks, I lost 10 pounds right, up, right off the bat when we started working. And then I plateaued and that was another hard spot. So, so all of those things, going back to those basics, the whys and all of that, it was you know, extremely helpful. Why are you doing this? What do you want from your life? It helps you, you, you know, find the discrepancy. 
between what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. Whatever's in between, it helps you sit there and say, okay, I need to make this change. Okay, I might not need to have three glasses of wine every night. Or you, you find certain things, not you. <laughs> don't, girl, don't make me put you out right now because you, <laughs> I had to fight you a lot of so let me put this out. Actually, I'm gonna put it out. When I met her, it was rough. I had <laughs> and the truth comes out to, to just relax and, and just believe and trust and don't worry and let it go because you know where you were and you got a lot going on. And so, you know, you had to build that patience and let go of so much anxiety. And that allowed you to blossom like you have blossomed and not only physically, but mentally you have blossomed from our conversations. So um, it, it takes, it's important to have your mental health in check before you're going to, to tackle anything that's physical. I love that, wow. Um, <laughs> got real. Hey, you see why I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's good. We, we have a little segment at the end called Fit Club Five. I'm going to ask both of you five rapid fire questions. You say the first answer that comes to your mind. Hit first. Uh, no, here you, we go. No, 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 I need to see how this works. No, you always, I always feel like I get put on the. <laughs> don't don't worry. They're not bad. They're not too bad. Ready? Um, last person you texted uh, Colton Underwood. Last person you texted. Yep, that was the last person I texted. Just oh, you asking me? Go to Merle. Yeah. Oh, I'm Walla. <laughs> Your dream dinner guest, alive or dead? Will Smith. Excuse me. Mandela. Ah, nice. Uh, the last meal that you ate. You're putting Merle on the spot. Her trainer's on. <laughs> <laughs> Our heart drops. <laughs> um, last meal I had was uh, ground turkey, wild rice, and uh, I forget what that's called, uh, Brussels. Oh, nice. That was hours ago, like yesterday. I'm intermittent fasting right now. I'm fasting. Oh, okay. I don't eat till four. Okay, same. brother. Meryl? Okay, oh, I, I already it. said yeah. it. I, I had a shake this morning, but my last meal last night was uh, ground turkey and um, mashed cauliflower. Okay, she's on the program. She's on the program. <laughs> now what? <laughs> your, your favorite junk food? Gummies. Favorite junk food? Halo Gum. Top. Ice cream. Oh, Halo Top ice cream. You said gummies? Gummies, yeah, those those sour bright crawlers, the the berry kind. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> and last one, if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? My last meal has to be something I haven't had in years. Maybe Chinese food. Chinese food. Chinese. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be for me. It's gonna be a ribeye with truffle butter and mm. uh, some king crab and a really good bottle of red wine. Okay, we're going for it. <laughs> what do you mean? What? It's my last meal, right? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, right. A bottle. She said a no, bottle, sorry. not not a glass. Oh. A bottle. <laughs> a bottle. <Yeah>. Chocolate. <laughs> 
and I got to ask you, um, Amwala, when I heard your, I guess, part of your promos for the work, is there music in the track? Um, so there's no music. It is all audio of my voice. Um, but there is a playlist to it, separate. So there's a six weeks of the work playlist that you can play my uh, playlist with it as well. But it's not intertwined with the videos. Yeah, it kind of dug that, that feel. And I wanted to ask both of you, what are your quarantine top five? So on that playlist, what are the, the top five songs you guys are listening to right now? Or your top five artists if you can't think of a song? I would say my top five. Mel, you go ahead and do this one no, first. No, you're, you're better at music. You're doing so great at this. You're doing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll list something else. Thank you. Um, <laughs> No, like I, I go back and forth because my, my day is usually like meditation, prayer time into um, reading time, into workout time, into why, you know, so I'm, I, I kind of structure my days to, to bring goodness in, into my life. And then I also, um, you know, thug out when I'm working out to, to Amwala stuff, which is perfect timing. I mean, we've been in quarantine for six weeks. I just finished the work, which was, <laughs> nice. you know, it's been amazing and also annoying to have his voice in my uh, living room every day. Um, but so I'll start in the morning with um, the Insight Timer app. Weston Brown has some really great ambient music that I can journal and I can also Bible read and and do a lot of different stuff too. And then I'll go into like my worship music. I've been really digging on uh, Tori Kelly's worship album. Um, I love Jonathan McReynolds and, and Travis Green. And then um, I'll always go for some, you know, like when I'm bopping down the street, if I can get out for some air, some Beyonce. Hey. And um, and then I, I, I thug when I work out. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Straight thug. It's ugly. It's it's mean music. It's angry music. Listeners <laughs> are like, No Limit Soldier, Master P. Release the Spotify uh, playlist, release it. <laughs> Uh, I would say the same, you know, depends on the mood that I'm in and the, and the hour of the day. So if it's in the morning, I'm listening to something smooth. Uh, right now, I've been listening to Janae Aiko, um, the DVSN Division, uh, another artist that I like. Uh, something more calming for me. If I'm in the afternoon, I'm probably most likely listening to 2 Chainz, Drake, Future. Uh, um, that really gets me going. Uh, later during the day, I just, if I want to feel like old school, I switch up to some old school. I listen to like old Buster Rhymes, just something that just gets your head back, um, just to get the blood flowing. So that's probably how I make my day throughout the day. So every morning is something smooth. Something that a little busted to the list today. Okay. I, I know what I forgot to say. My other two things were, um, you know, the, the very first uh, club quarantine, he did reggae. And it, oh, yeah. it changed everything. It was, there was only, I think, a couple hundred of us on there the, the first time uh, D-Nice was, was spinning. And I, I just carried that through because it just made me happy. So I just danced around the house. And then also um, audiobooks. It's been very, very calming having Michelle Obama read me her book. I have to say. Awesome. Oh, I like that. I really enjoyed that. 
<laughs> like it's like she's reading me a bedtime story all day and just like a, a little virtual hug. <laughs> Uh, a nice little hug from Michelle Obama. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for joining us so much. This was incredible. Thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. This was it was nice to get like your trainer on too, so we can hear that you love bottles of wine and that you're <laughs> stubborn. You know the things that you wouldn't tell us, but it's awesome that like you have somebody to hold you accountable and you know make you look good on your shows, which you already did, but. <laughs> Indeed. Well, toward the end of Greenleaf this season, I don't know. I was falling <laughs> off, but we snatched it back. And uh, y'all, do yourself a favor and, and go on Beach Body in Demand and do six weeks of six weeks of the work. It will really motivate you and move you. Yeah, and of course, and Greenleaf June. June. Exactly, in June, <laughs> we're gonna be there. <laughs> uh, Fallon, where can they find you online? You can find me at Fit with Fallon on Instagram and all other platforms. Amwala, where can they find you on Beachbody? You can find me Amwala underscore Caesar on Instagram, or you could just type in six weeks of the work online.com and you'll be able to find me. Merle? Uh, Merle Dandridge on all platforms. And you guys can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Be well, be safe, <laughs> be healthy. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.